a beautiful January morning. The sun is out, and we're here to worship. You guys ready to worship? Are you ready to worship? You at home, come on. It's time to get out of your seats, and let's worship. Here we go. Clap your hands, everybody, just like this. All right, come on. church. We're going to worship the Lord today. A little forever rain and a beautiful day. to have someone that does that for us. You are peace, you are peace, fear is crippling, you are true, you are true, in my wandering, you are joy, you are joy, the reason that I sing, you are life, you are life, death has lost its sting.
there's no other name but Jesus Jesus sing that with me now my heart will sing no forever reign the richness of his love was always going to be enough we just got to grasp that you know the richness of his love is always going to be enough and we got to run to him right we got to run to him and we got to just give it up and realize that he's there right and a lot of times we just just, just let it go and uh, we just kind of think that he's not he's always there you know we just got to remember that just come to God right now come to him just give it up give all your worries up to him right now song we could ever sing worthy of every praise we could ever bring worthy of every breath you could ever breathe we live for you
Good to see you and be seen by you in the land of the living. I, with sadness of heart, I need to announce to you that Ray Amadeo, uh, after a long, hard fight, uh, went home to be with the Lord on Monday, January the 4th. Uh, we've been praying for him or, and believing for him to recover. Our prayers went out to him, but you know, sometimes a sickness or an illness just overtakes you and he wasn't able to fight it. But we'll, the good thing to know is that we uh, know where he's at. The Bible says when you close your eyes in this world, you'll open them up in another world. Isn't that good news? Amen. Jesus said, he that believeth me in me will never perish but have everlasting life. So he's in his heavenly mansion enjoying himself. And so we need to rejoice with him. We'll miss him here, of course, with the family and the grandkids and the son and Everybody that he was a part of, he was so faithful in coming to uh, the church service here on the lawn. We will miss him, but we are going to have a broadcast next Sunday at one o'clock. Uh, not everyone can, not anyone can attend, but we're going to broadcast it out so that the YouTube and Facebook uh, people can see it. Everyone can see it because we just don't have the facilities to accommodate everyone that is going to be here. So. We want you to join us at 1 o'clock next Sunday to see what the family and friends say about um, Ray and the impact that he made in their lives. You know, we're supposed to make an impact on people's lives. We're not supposed to just go home and, like, no one cares. <laughs> so he made an impact. Also, I wanted to mention that Christy, the sweet girl that Bindi used to bring to church, she also went home to be with the Lord because of COVID. She was a sweet girl that would give us cards and presents and just say nice things about us, give us notes. And uh, so Bindi was telling me the night that when she was getting ready to go home and be with the Lord, her mom called her from Texas and woke her up and Christy said, Mom, it's so pretty. It's so pretty. The lights, they're so pretty. And she went home to be with her Heavenly Father. So we don't have to sorrow like those that are in this world. We know that there's a place that's reserved for us in heaven. That's what Jesus said. Praise God. But we will miss them, and we want to pray for the families right now, and also pray for Rudy, who's believing God to overcome the illness. He's in the hospital as well. So let's pray for all the, those families and for Rudy as well. So Father, I thank you for Ray's family, uh, Maggie, uh, the grandkids, Ray Jr., that, Father, as he has made an impact in their lives, I thank you, Lord God, that you will make up the difference in their lives, being a provision, being a comfort, being a presence in their lives to get him through until we all see each other in heaven again. We pray for Christie's uh, family, her mother who loved her so dearly, and all of her friends. We pray that they'll be comforted knowing that she's in heaven. And the Bible says to rejoice with those that are rejoicing. So we rejoice with her. We pray for uh, Rudy, that, Lord, he will get strength from you, Lord, that you will over, he'll overcome by the, the blood of the Lamb and the word of his testimony. We thank you, Lord, that you will rise him up so that he can be strong and glorify you and say what great things you have done for him in his life. So, Father, I just thank you for these. And as these prayers go up, we know that you hear them. We thank you that, Lord God, that you'll comfort us during these days and give us strength, and we give you the praise and the glory and the honor for it. And all agreed said, amen. Well, hello, everybody. Good morning. It's so good to be in the, on the lawn of the Lord this morning <laughs> instead of in the house of the Lord this morning. 
Uh, yeah, so it's so good to see you all. Uh, it's good to see you at home. Um, I'm feeling better. Everybody, thank you so much for your concern regarding my ear infection. It's, I'm, a mu I'm doing much better. You know, uh, the miracle of antibiotics, you know, I'm so thankful to God uh, because a lot of you don't know this, but God gave us the brain to be able to come up with something like antibiotics. And the reality is, is if God hadn't allowed us to have that brain to be able to come up with antibiotics, I probably wouldn't have survived childhood because I had so many ear infections growing up. So I'm just thankful this morning um, just for the greatness of God, you know, and just his ability to, you know, help us uh, figure things out and, and solve problems. So just, I just wanted to share that. God is great. I was contemplating that this whole week while I was getting better from my ear infection. Uh, then, so a couple of announcements that we have this week. Elementary, our elementary lesson, Margaret's going to be teaching it at 1230. It's going to be on hope. Uh, the last couple weeks we had it on faith, so now the kids are going to be teaching on hope. And I'm, I hear she's going to be broadcasting from the beach today, so you're going to want to tune into that because it sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, youth, Sully and Karen are going to be teaching on the, our deadly enemy. It's going to be talking about the enemy and what his schemes and plans are uh, for us and what we can do to avoid our deadly enemy. Um, I also mentioned winter camp. Uh, I, I was talking to Brittany Johnstone. Uh, it's definitely, whatever they're going to be doing, it's definitely going to be online um, for winter camp. It's either going to be a resource or an event online. So it's going to be digital. So stay tuned for more details as I get them. I don't think that they have everything wrapped up yet. But uh, there will definitely be something going on. And we'll, we'll definitely keep everyone informed and keep you all uh, involved. Because uh, I know how much you guys enjoyed the summer digital experience. Shoe boxes. A lot of us uh, pack shoe boxes for Samaritan's Purse. You can go online onto their website and type in your email address if you paid for a, um, if you paid to have it tracked. And um, so we we went in. Actually, Allie told me where hers went, and I went in and checked where uh, my box and my parents' box went. So our boxes. Uh, we've done this four years. This is our fourth year doing it. The first year, our boxes went to Mali in Africa. Then the next two years, they went to the Philippines. And now this year, our boxes got split between Ukraine and Mongolia. So Eastern Europe and the former Soviet Union this year. So that's really exciting. I was really excited to see that it went to a new place. Uh, so, But anyway, I just wanted to announce that to you all. Thank you for participating. It's so important. And there's kids in Mongolia and Ukraine uh, that are just uh, pondering uh, the love of Jesus uh, right now because of our gifts. And then lastly, tithes and offerings. You can put a, a check or money in the red box over there to give your tithes and offerings. You can give online. Uh, Bill's going to put up the, uh, the website, newheartforyou.com slash give dash online. You can give your tithes and offerings online, or you can mail a check to 380 East Covina Boulevard, Covina, California, 91722. And now my dad is going to be interviewing Matthew. Praise the Lord. Well, Matthew has been with us for a long time. Uh, how old were you when you came, Matthew? Do you remember? Ooh, maybe eight, nine. Eight or nine, and he was the same height as I was at that time. But for some reason, he kept growing, and I never did uh, anymore. But I don't blame the Lord for that, you know. Uh, everything is, is kind of different. You know, everybody has different genes, but... Before COVID, and as you were growing up, Matthew, as you got older, I noticed that you would come to the men's breakfast, uh, and you, it seemed like it, it was important to you because you had your uh, Raging Waters uniform, and then after breakfast, you went to go to work. Why, why did you feel like it was important? Well, f first, you guys had good breakfast, so I, I had to come for that. That's what attracted me. Um, but uh, most, more importantly, I'd say um, there was a lot of God-fearing men in this congregation and they have a lot of wisdom and I thought it was good for me to go and be with them and eat with them and just learn from them because I know they've gone through a lot of the things that I'm going through right now and so it's good to hear from them and really learn um, how they got through their troubles. Amen. Can you tell us one time that you can remember where uh, a New Heart man made an impact in your life? Yeah, uh, I actually have two examples. So um, 
before I was going to Notre Dame, I actually didn't have a suitcase. And um, I didn't even ask William, but William asked me uh, if I needed a suitcase. I, I guess God imparted the knowledge to him that I didn't have one. And so uh, he actually gave me one for free, which was uh, great. I, I really give glory to God for that and uh, thank him for caring for me. And um, also, when I was at uh, Notre Dame uh, during my first month, I didn't really have too many friends. And I remember Charles reached out to me, and he uh, called me and asked me how I was doing. And it was good to hear from someone uh, back home other than my mom. So <laughs> it's good to know that people are caring for me. So what, uh, what have you learned from the men here at New Heart that helped you in college? Yeah, uh, most definitely, I'd say, uh, to put your trust and faith in God. Um, you know, Al and a lot of the other men always tell me that life's chaotic. Um, there's a lot of things you can't really control. And so um, what you, if you want to get through these times, you have to put your faith in God because um, he's the only one who can get you out of these situations. So true. Good advice. So how has the New Heart Church helped you be a more mature and responsible man like you are right now? Well, I'd say... Um, I wouldn't say it's just the men. I'd say it's the men and the women. There's a, it's a really loving congregation here. Um, I think everyone tries to make everyone better. And so I have Pastor and Charles holding me accountable, um, you know, trying to make sure I get here on time. And I think that's really adds to my responsibility and my maturity and um, why I'm here today. So. Amen. And how, how, you, how were your grades uh, the first year out there? Oh, that, that's, yeah, it was, it was great to... When I finally got my transcript, I actually got all A's. So all right. Praise the good. Lord. God is good. Amen. All the time. go to the Lord here in this next song. So I'm going to tell you how much he loves you. Sometimes we don't know how much God loves us. jealous for me Love's like a hurricane I'm a tree Bending beneath the weight of His wind and mercy When all of a sudden I am aware His afflictions are cast by the glory I realize just how beautiful you are how great the afflictions for me. You know, He loves us so. Oh, how He loves us. How He loves us. He loves us so, oh, how 
contemplate with me now. us. Amen? Just lift up your hands and receive the love that God has for you. It's not like any other love that we'll find on this earth. It's heavenly love, a love that just pours out to us and accepts us and welcomes us and is with us whatever and wherever we go. Thank you, Lord, for your love. Thank you, Lord, for your presence in our lives, that you're with us always, even until the end of time. I thank you, Lord God, that though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we will fear no evil, for thou art with us, Lord. Your rod and your staff, they comfort us. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Hallelujah. It's good to feel the presence of the Lord. It's good to know that he's with us and that he is concerned about the things that we're concerned about. And I am so excited to give you this message today. I think it will enhance your desire to be close to the Lord to be intimate with him, to receive that love. He wants to be intimate with us. He wants to get into our business affairs and our personal affairs and help us through them. Amen? So the title of today's message is Intimacy with God Will Reveal His Secrets to You. Isn't that good news? That, that he has secrets that he wants to share with us to have a successful life, to have a prosperous life, to have a healthy life. He wants to tell us things that we need to know that we don't know uh, are happening in our life. Now, I'm going to start off with an illustration. Are you ready for this? How many of you have been to a high school reunion? And you go there, and you see a guy that's with this girl, and it's his wife, and you wonder, how in the world did he get her to marry him? It, it just doesn't match. It, he doesn't look that good, but she's beautiful. And you know, what, what happened here? What did she see in you? How could this possibly? You don't actually say that, but in your mind, you're thinking, what, how could this possibly be? That's probably what they said to me when I married Marianne. How is it <laughs> that you can marry such a beautiful girl? You never dated a girl like that in high school. What happened? Well, it's the same thing when you tell him, you know what? I just accepted the Lord, and he came to indwell in me and be with me forever, to live a life with me. He's called me the apple of his eye. He called me his beloved. And, you think to your, and they think to themselves, wait a minute. You were a dirty, rotten scoundrel. You, you, were, you were rambunctious. You were, you were doing crazy things. You mean a holy God, a God that's perfect, wants to come and dwell and be with you? It's amazing, isn't it? That God said, I want to dwell and be with you, even in all of our sins, even in all the things that we do wrong. He says, I still want to be with you. Isn't that amazing? I hope you think that's amazing. The Bible says that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him shall never perish, but have everlasting life. And God paid the price to have fellowship and relationship with us. He paid a steep price. He sent his only begotten son. And not only sent him, but sent him to be crucified, sent him to be beaten and tortured. And that's the price he had to pay for our sins. And, but God wants us that much. The Bible says in Romans 8.32, 
If God delivered up his own son to us, how much more by him will he freely give us all things? So God's not holding back on us. God's not saying, I don't want to give to you. He said, I gave you my son. How much more could I give to you through his son? Praise God. Now, so here's a scripture that ministered to me, and I hope it it touches your heart. It's in Proverbs 3.32. Are you ready for this? It It says, the forward man is an abomination to the Lord. Forward means perverse, you know, wicked, not doing the right thing. But his secret is with the righteous. And God has secrets. You ever tell anybody a secret? It's usually juicy, isn't it? It's usually a good thing. Say, don't tell anybody. This is a secret. Sometimes it's a good secret. But what secrets are God's talk, is God talking about? He's talking about sp- the spiritual significance that comes in knowing Christ, the authority that we have in him, the way we can command things. He's telling us this is a secret. This is something I want to share with you. He's given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. He has riches, riches and treasures that you know not of. In Isaiah 45, 3, it says, if you, it says I will give you the treasures of darkness and hidden riches of secret places, that you may know that I, the Lord, who call you by your name, am the God of Israel. He says, I want to show you some secrets that you don't know. In Jeremiah 33, 3, it says, Call to me, and I will answer, and show you great and mighty things which you know not of. You know not of. You don't know these things. And when I first read that, when I was first Christian, you mean God's going to show me things that, I, that are hidden and secrets that I don't know, but he wants to share with me if I become intimate with him, if I slow down and just listen to him. We have to do that, don't we? We have to slow down and take our time and let God unravel all the things that he has for us. And it's with the intimate. Now, I, I want to share a story with you about secrets that people know about each other. Now, the great... Uh, Tommy Lasorda passed away this this uh, week, and I had a friend that played with Tommy Lasorda when he was with the Dodgers, and he told me a little secret about Tommy. He said Tommy was very theatrical, as you probably know, and so the Dodgers were having a slump for about four or five games they kept losing. So Tommy went into the clubhouse, and he checked the trash can, the big trash can they had, and he checked to see there was no trash in there. So he called everybody in. He said, you know, guys, you need to get busy doing what, you know, you're supposed to do. You need to start playing right. And if I have to, I'll just kick you in the pants. And he kicked the trash can over, and it toppled over, and it made a lot of noise. And so he was doing this to be theatrical. He checked to make sure there was no trash in there because he didn't want them to be distracted seeing the trash fall out. And plus, he didn't want to clean it up. <laughs> so he was very, it was a secret. And uh, my, my friend told me a lot of things that I didn't know about baseball. I played all my life. I played in high school. I played in junior college. I played semi-pro. I knew a lot about baseball. But when he told me some things that they did in the major leagues and the big leagues, I went, wow, I never knew that. I never, I never, I never could imagine it. But guess what? God's playing in the big leagues. <laughs> He's looking over us. He knows things that we do not know. And he says, I want to reveal them to, him, to you and show you. Now, in Proverbs 3.32 in the New American Standard Bible, and we're going to show it up on the screen here. Now, now check this out, the, the um, translation of secret. It says, for the devious are an abomination to the Lord. How many devious people do we have out there? None? Okay, good. But he is intimate with the upright. Intimate. That means he, he wants to get close to us. I know when I was... My first sales job, I worked for Miles Laboratories, and my supervisor said, we will get to know you as much as you want us to know. In other words, as much as you want to tell us about your personal life, we'll, we'll, we'll receive it. And that's the way God is. As much as you want to reveal yourself to him is as much as he'll want to reveal himself to you and show you secrets. And you have to, uh, you know, settle down. Now, here's, here's another translation of that. Are you ready for this? This is where you, st- you can start shouting, Okay. I didn't know this in the Strong's Concordance. This is the first time I found this. But there is a translation in the original Hebrew. It's called the Hebrew Chaldee Lexicon by Jesus. I don't know if I said that right, but anyway. It studies the original Hebrew word, the origins of it. 
And that word secrets or intimates is the word couch. You're looking at me funny. Same thing my wife and my son did. They looked at me like, are you okay? You know, are you, how's your studies going? Are you all right? It seems like maybe you're off a little bit. And so I, I explained it to him. And what it means is, it means couch or pillow or sofa. It means when you relax with your family and your friends and you sit together and you discuss things. It's a relaxation when you, when you come together and, and you talk for a period of time. Not just hit and miss, oh, I love you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. But you actually sit down and counsel with him. And he tells you sweet secrets. It's an intimacy with God. Amen? Now, this is amazing that God wants to sit down and counsel. He even wants to spend time with us. You ever try to call somebody that's busy? Oh, I don't have time. I don't have time. But God wants to spend time with us. And so thinking about the pillow, the couch, and I didn't know this. I had to research it. People ask me, how long does it take you to do a sermon? The whole week. I'm looking and searching and trying to find out. The Last Supper, you know, Leonardo da Vinci put it where there was a big table with chairs and all the apostles were sitting there. You know, you remember that famous picture? That's not how it was. In those days, when they ate, it was a low-lying table, and they sat on their knees and leaned to their left and ate with their right. They were on sofas and couches, and they were relaxing, and they were talking as they were eating. And that's what the Last Supper was. God was revealing, Jesus was revealing, I'm going to be crucified, I'm going to rise on the third day, and there's someone here that's going to betray me. And Peter mentions to John, ask him who it is. And the Bible says he leaned on his bosom. In other words, they're all, you know, kind of slouching. And he leaned over and he said, who is it that's going to betray you? Peter wanted to know because he thought, maybe it's me. Maybe I'm going to fall out. And then if it wasn't him, they wanted to protect Jesus from whoever it was. Amen. So this is the way we uh, kneel and recline. In those days, that's the way it was. When they had the dinner with the, uh, the Pharisees and the tax collectors, they were reclining on a sofa. Can you imagine that? I don't, we don't eat that way. I, the table is the way to eat, right? It's hard to lean and eat. But with the woman with the alabaster box, when she came and, and, and visited Jesus, they were reclining. If you look at it in the New American Standard, it all says they were reclining. And so we have to learn how to take our time and relax and uncover the truths and the things that are bothering us in our heart. Now, I can remember when I went to uh, New York and visited my relatives, they told me, we're going to have a big meal for you. Come with your wife and your child, and we will have a great meal. And I thought, man, we're going to have lasagna, and we're going to have, you know, French bread and toasted garlic bread, and oh, man, it's, it's be like my mom made. But so we get there, and the first course, this is a six-course meal. The first course was nuts and a little toasted bite-sized bread thing. I go, what is this? They said, well, this is the start of the meal. Okay, well, hopefully it'll get better. And we discussed some things after a while, and then they took, removed all the plates, and they brought the next course. The next course was a little better. It was homemade appetizers, and that was cool, things that I hadn't seen before, you know, that the, the, the people there at the house made, and, and that was good, and then we talked a little bit, and then those dishes went away, and then it comes the soup, and then the salad, and then finally got to the main course. But what I noticed was every course, we would discuss a topic. It first started off with sports, and then politics, and then it got to religion. I go, okay, now we got them, okay? We're in religion. I thought, why? They're asking me all these questions about my religion. And I went on and told them about the goodness of the Lord and how he changed my heart and my life and how good he was to me. And, and, and so we were talking. And then after that course, guess what? They took the dishes away and they changed the subject again. I'm going like, what's wrong with you? I could talk about the Lord all day long. So <laughs> what I realized was that we, after we discussed this for like a couple of hours, maybe two or three hours, we got to know each other a lot better. And that's what God wants to do with us. He wants to peel away our, the hardness of their daily activities, the things that we're doing, and he wants to 
unravel and tell us the secrets that he has for us. Now, in a further demonstration, let me show you this. When you go to eat an orange, how do you eat it? Do you just go bite into it like an apple? No, what do you have to do? You have to peel it, right? And so that's when, when you sit down with the Lord, he has to peel off your outer layer. And so you sit down with the Lord. I did this this morning. I didn't even know I was doing it. But you, you sit down with the Lord and you go, the Lord says, well, how are you doing, son? Well, I got some problems. Things that work are not working out for me. And you start peeling all the things that are bothering you. Yeah, you know, the boss at work, the new boss, he, all he thinks about himself and how we can, you know, take care of the, the statistics that we need to, to do. And he doesn't care about us personally. He's just like a machine. And the Lord will say, well, have you thought about maybe you could help him out with the new things that are coming? Because he's just trying to make a good impact. Yeah, I could probably do that, but I really don't feel like doing that. And I don't have time to do that. Peeling off the old layer, the outer layer, right? The Lord says, well, you know, that would be a good gesture, and I'll help you with that. I'll show you ways you can do it fast, and it'll be a blessing. And he'll know that you you know, are a family, and you're a team, and you want to be together. Well, okay, I could do that. But, you know, I... He said, the Lord asked you, well, I haven't seen you on the devotions yet. I haven't, you know, you've, I've been missing your morning devotions. Well, I got problems with my wife. You know, things aren't working out that good. It seems like she's always busy and, and she needs me to do this and that and ties up my mornings. And I just haven't had time to, to spend with you. And he says, well, have you ever thought about maybe spending time with her and, and, and relaxing her and taking her to her favorite place and hugging her and telling her how much you love her? Yeah, I guess I could do that, Lord. You know, maybe that will help everything out just right. And then after you've got all that outer, you know, concerns away, you can open up and let the Lord show you his secrets that he has for you. Isn't that nice? And, and so you, you, you can take and take a bite out of the goodness of the Lord. And what can you say? Oh, Taste and see that the Lord is good. How good the Lord is to us. Amen? You find the fruit and the joy of the Lord after you take out that outer layer that's holding you back. And it takes time. It doesn't happen. You don't just pop it, pop in and go, okay, Lord, I'm ready to talk. You've got to unravel all the things that are bothering you. And then God will take care of you. Amen? I hope that helps you. Does that help you? Try it. Next time you go to, to talk to the Lord, let him unravel all, all those things that are bothering you. So there are secrets. I got, an, I got an example for you. Ready for this? About how to find out the secrets that the Lord has for you. There's a guy named George Washington Carver. You history buffs, do you know George Washington Carver, anybody? Okay. Anyway, in the 1920s, he lived in the South, and in those days, cotton was king. They, th that was their produce that they would produce, and they would make a lot of money. But they found out if they, that they had cotton crops every year, the soil would not be uh, fertile anymore. It would be, you know, weathered out. So he told them, he says, what you need to do is rotate the crops. The next year, plant peanuts. And they said, well, we'll do that, but there's no market for peanuts. You know, how, we can't sell them. We'll lose a whole year of cotton-producing uh, product and revenue. And then the bull weevil was in town, and he was eating up all the crops, so they were desperate. So George Washington Carver, hallelujah, went to the secret place, and here's what he wrote. He said, all my life I have risen regularly at 4 o'clock in the morning to go into the woods and talk with God. That's where he reveals his secrets to me. When everybody else is asleep, I hear God's best and learn his plan for my life. Signed, George Washington Carver. So the commentary was, one of these mor mornings, Carver asked God to show him why he made the peanut. He knew it was a solution for soil health, but he needed to know why it was valuable so his crop rotation idea could be implemented. And here's what he says. 
Now, hopefully you can follow along, you scientists. He says, he told me, separate the peanut into water, fats, oils, gums, resins, sugars, starches, and amino acids. A little peanut, how can you do that? Then recombine these under my three laws of compatibility, temperature, and pressure. Then the Lord said, then you will know why I made the peanut. I have a hard time just peeling the peanut, don't you? <laughs> you know, getting that shell and getting it all complete. Within 10 days, George Washington Carver had discovered more than 300 uses of the peanut. Can you imagine that? He said, one trip to that special place in the woods to talk with God not only enhanced race relations at the time, but fundamentally changed the agricultural industry as we know it today all because he listened to and felt the Spirit of God in his life. The reason why I'm giving you this message, there are secrets that God wants to give to you that you can overcome every situation you're facing in your life. He's not stumped. You haven't painted yourself into a corner where he can't help you. God is all-knowing, and he said, I will show you secret plans that you know not of, hidden treasures and, and riches in places that you know not of. Can I get an Amen. That means your provision. That means the answers to the things that you're trying to uh, solve with your family, with your friends, with your car, anything. God is there. But now, God can't force you to come in and spend time with you. Did you know that? He, he can't grab you by the neck and say, get in here. Get in here. And you know, Like our moms used to say, you get in there and clean up your room. Okay? God doesn't do that. What does he do? Revelation 3.20. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and sup with him and he with me. You would think God could just knock the door down, right? I'm coming in, okay? I'm tired of this mess that you've caused. I'm going to help you, right? He de- he, he's, he's a gentleman. He, he knocks and he asks us to invite him in. And that what, will, what will he do? He'll sup with us. He'll lay on a couch. He'll lay on the pillow. And we can enjoy sweet fellowship. And he'll unravel all the things that we're facing. And he'll say, I'll, see, I'll show you how you can overcome these things. Come on, that makes me excited. Amen? God wants to love us. Do you know, and I was talking to Cecilia about this, that God uh, never had anyone say that he loved them until David came along. Not Abraham, not Moses, not uh, Jeremiah, none of these people. Only David, King David said, I long for you, I desire you. As a deer panteth for the water, so my soul panteth after you. Well, this guy was crazy in love with God. And so nothing stopped him from being close to the Lord. Now, I don't know about you guys, but when I first got saved, no one had to tell me to, to read my Bible. No one had to tell me to go to church. No one had to tell me to fellowship with the believers. I wanted to. I wanted to know everything that God had said in the Bible that I didn't know. I wanted to come to church and hear a preacher or the pastor tell me some secrets and some things that I didn't know that I could advance my life. I didn't have anybody needing to tell me that. That was just in my heart. I wanted to fellowship with the saints. I wanted to hear their stories. How did they overcome? How, how is the love of God working in your life? Amen? We have, to, we have to do that. And when we do that, God said he'll come and show himself and make himself plain to us. Remember Abraham when he was uh, in the fields? And God said, shall I hide from Abraham the thing that I'm going to do? He said, I'm going to do something. I can't hide it from my friend. He came down with two other, probably angels, uh, and had dinner with Abraham. And he told him, we're going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. And Abraham said, wait a minute, I got Lot there. I got my nephew there. Can you just, like, if there was 50 righteous, would you withhold your, your judgment on the city? God said, yeah, okay, for 50, we'll hold our judgment. And God said, well, wait a minute. I mean, Abraham said, well, wait a minute. Let's, let's, how about 45? and 40, and 30, and 20, and he got it down to 10. But God wanted to spend time with Abraham. And then my last thought, in Exodus 29, 9 through 11, you probably never have read this. Someone had to show me this. It says, God, remember when God told Moses, bring the children of Israel here to the mountain. I want to talk with them. And there was thunder and lightning and 
the children of Israel said, no way, you go talk to him, we're afraid of him. And God came down with Moses and Aaron and Nadab and Abihu and the 70 elders of Israel. And I'm going to read this right out of the script. And they saw the God of Israel, and there was under his feet, as it were, a paved work of sapphire stone, and as it were, the body of heaven, heaven in his clean, clearness. And upon the nobles of the children of Israel he laid not his hand. Also, they saw God and did eat and drink. God came and supped with them. This is in the Old Testament. He wanted to come. He wants to fellowship with you. He desires you so greatly. And if you come to him voluntarily, he said, I'll show you some stuff. I'll show you some secrets that you know not of. And you will be overcomers. And people will say, wow, God loves you. No, he doesn't love me any more than he loves you. But I spend time with him. And people, you know, you hear people get up and they make these great testimonies. And you go, how did, how did God do that? Well, you don't know the time that they've spent with the Lord, I, uh, one guy I was listening to, when he didn't have a job, he spent 15 hours a day studying the Word of God, studying uh, tapes and ministers that knew the, knew the provision of the Lord. And he was able to receive monies from the Lord. He was able to receive favors. Because the Bible says in Hebrews that if you, uh, he that believes in God uh, shall do miracles, but he says that if you... I'm trying to remember exactly how it goes. It's impossible to please God without faith. But he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. So that word rewarder means pays wages. He'll pay you to come and spend time with him. Isn't that nice? How many of you want to get paid by the Lord? Praise God. So in conclusion, you might ask, how do you be intimate with the Lord? You know how to do it, right? First, you got to spend time with him. You have to Take some time out in your day, in the morning is preferable, and give yourself to the Lord, whether it be 3 o'clock in the morning, 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock, if you're a late uh, riser, 7 o'clock if you don't have work to do, but spend some time and make an appointment with the Lord, and he'll show up. Every day that you say, I'll be there, he'll be there, stronger and stronger each and every time. And then the second thing is get on his wavelength. Get the word of God on the inside of you. Get the spirit of God with you by praising him and worshiping him and thanking him. His spirit will come in and you'll be on the same wave, wavelength and he'll speak to you that way. And the third thing is be transparent. Invite him in. Tell him your secrets. Tell him things that are bothering you. He knows anyway. Let it all out and God can come in and take care of you. You, know, there's, you ever clean a house and you throw everything into one closet? And people come over and they, they're looking at the house and they start to go to that closet. Oh, no, 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 don't go into that closet. You know, that's a, there's no help in there. There's no hope in that closet. And that's what we do with the Lord. You know, we have certain hidden sins that we have and we say, Lord, don't go in that closet. Don't go, don't, let's not talk about that. And God says, no, I can arrange it. I can clean it up. My wife's good at that. She, she can take a mess and she can make it look organized. I go, how do you do that? She says, I don't know, it's just a talent that I have. And so God has a talent even beyond that. And the fourth thing is come boldly into the throne of grace to obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. You come. You, you're welcome. You don't have to be shy. You don't have to be outside the doors. Excuse me, Lord, can I come in? No, he said, come on in. Let's be a part. Let's fellowship. And let's be intimate. Amen? Let's bow our heads and pray. Father, we desire to be intimate with you. We desire to be close to you and to recline with you and to peel off our outer layers so that we can be close to you and see all your goodness, all your wonderful treasures that you have for us, the wonderful anointing that you have for our hearts and our lives. We ask you, Lord, to draw us by your spirit, cause us to want to be close to you, to forget all those things that does so easily beset us and find a way to be pleasing in your sight, to enjoy the riches of your presence. In Jesus' name we pray. And all agreed said? Amen. Amen. Well, we want to make an invitation, as we always do, for those that don't know the Lord and say, you know, I've heard about the things that uh, you're talking about, and I would like to be in the presence of the Lord. I'd like to be in the family of God and share secrets with him. So you can pray this prayer. And in one easy prayer, it can happen in your life. So let's pray together. Say, Father God,
I thank you for your son, Jesus. I thank you that he died on the cross, paid the price for my sins. I ask you to come into my heart, be Lord of my life, forgive me of all of my sins, and have sweet fellowship with me. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Also, if you say, you know, I've kind of wandered away from the Lord. It's, I haven't had that sweet time with him, that intimacy. I want to get back to that where I have the, the exhilaration of the, the power of the Holy Spirit. So if that's you, just repeat after me. Say, Father God, I thank you for Jesus. I thank you that he loves me. He's there for me. I come running back to him. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If you answered any of those requests, we've had some people that have said that they have dedicated themselves to the Lord and it's been a great thing in their life. It's a good thing to do. Uh, if you've answered that and you want help or you want prayer, if you want prayer for anything else, there's a number on your screen. You can call up or you can get on the website and just hit um, contact and we'll be in contact with you. So God bless you. Have a wonderful week. We'll see you next week at 1030. Wait upon the Lord